Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome to Torn, finding a mom-life balance beyond the guilt. On today's episode, we are going to talk about choosing grace. If you've been a longtime follower with memes and I, you will notice that we often close our episodes with this tagline that says, choose grace. When you're feeling torn, choose grace. And so today we're going to unpack that. We're going to tell you what is this grace we talk about, (laughs) um, how we got there, and what were the feelings that we had before we decided to choose grace. So welcome. Hi, everyone. So memes, you know, we often close our show with that. And I think your personal testimony with grace is a beautiful thing, dealing with the fact that it's the middle name of one of your kids. <laughs> um, so it has a multifaceted meaning to you. So if you want to share with the tribe. Definitely. Um, so Sophie was always Sophie. <laughs> she, I didn't know what that nebulous being was going to be, but I had always um, liked the name Sophie from Sappho in mythology. And um I was searching, searching, just thinking of her last name. Her last name is Jordan. And I'm like, Sophie Jordan. It does sound, you know, Hollywood-esque. I have to make sure um, her middle name fits because most people either love or hate their middle name. So it was like a big decision. Um, And then I came across one of my famous 21-day meditations with Deepak and Oprah. Shout out to them. Not a plug, but definitely uh, worth listening to. Um, and they were doing a meditation on grace and and choosing grace and where you find it in your life. Because we hear the word and it can often have a very spiritual or religious connotation to it. <clears throat> I think it's interesting that it's a word that's come up a lot in recent times, the last 18 months, we've heard grace a lot. Um, but mostly it's just giving yourself leeway, like not adhering so strictly to some expectation as if there are no circumstances that go with it. It's also being guided by, you know, a a faith-based grace. And for me, it's, it is based in God, and I wanted my daughter to have that blessing, but also um, to feel like there was something else, like protecting her, guiding her. There were these boundaries that she wouldn't see, it's so, no one else could see, um, but that were going to guide her. Um, so when I say that, and for me, interestingly enough, in the podcast, we were about 11 months into recording. Um, Athena had come to visit me. We had gone to see another podcast uh, live show, and we decided to add it in as our regular reminder that we there's not a lot of things we can choose, not a lot of things we can control, um, but feeling like we can give each other that that acceptance, right? We do what we can with our circumstances. We bring the tools that we have. We learn when we can, um, but but when you're feeling probably at your lowest when you're feeling really depleted 
choosing grace will usually help change that perspective. So, yeah, I love that because it is true. Like you think about the word grace and I've been telling people lately, I said, I feel like I have a new prescription on my glasses and all I see is grace everywhere I look. (laughs) Not only do I see it like physically written everywhere, but I'm actually seeing it in action. And so torn tribe, but when you're not wearing the grace colored glasses, what you feel is not enough. You end up creating these expectations in your mind of what it looks like, what bedtime is going to look like with your child. What is it going to look like when your child goes off to college? You know, because I'm in the stage where my oldest is in a second year of college and you know, it was, I had to choose grace a lot through that process because it's like, child, are you going to fill out that college application on time? Are you going to research scholarships like you say that you're doing? Because I see you sitting there a lot, but I don't hear a lot of typing, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think it's important to realize that grace is a gift and it's something that we need to learn as parents to not only receive it, but also give it. And not only give it to others, but give it to ourselves. Um, and so the the getting beyond the guilt before you like realize like, hey, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you're not a good enough parent, or you're feeling like your self-talk is very negative, then you haven't chosen grace yet. It's still wanna- left there on the table for you to pick up. I would also add if you're feeling alone or you're choosing silence, if you're feeling like you're suffering and you're kind of cutting things out, give, you know, like if you are passionate about things or there's something that usually excites you, gets you going, but you don't really feel that motivation. I think those are also times to kind of pause and, and choose grace for yourself. Yeah. And so how did I get beyond the guilt? I would say my choosing grace is faith-based. There's um, there's this chapter in the Bible, and it's in the book of Ephesians, and it's chapter two. So if you want to go look it up, you can go look it up. And it's a chapter where it talks about how God has made us alive. Although we were stuck in our trespasses, although we were stuck in this rut, you know, and we were choosing every other way, he still chose to give us this gift of grace. And it was that gift of grace that caused us to come alive. And I think that's the feeling that you get when you get beyond the guilt. And when you realize, hey, I have this beautiful gift just waiting for me, if I would just pick it up and embrace it. And so once you pick it up and embrace it, all of a sudden, you come alive, you realize, wow, I have family that's willing to help me out with this child. Or I have the choice to kneel down and pray for this child and not hold on to them so tight. Because as your children go through life, you know, we're called to hold them in the immediate, right? Like when they're infants or young, we're called to hold them and protect them and feed them and meet every need. But as soon as they become like eight and nine, you slowly realize, uh, I don't have to hold as much. And you can't because sometimes your eight and nine-year-old physically is bigger than you. (laughs) So you can't really hold them like a baby. Um, And you start folding your hands more and praying for them. 
And so grace not only makes you come alive, but it sustains you. It sustains you through this parenting journey. I agree. Um, on my route to finding that grace meditation, I feel like my greatest discovery, um, and I mention it in so many places, and you know, most people attributed it to my interest in English literature and being a teacher. But for me, it was a blueprint on life is finding hero or um, the Shiro's journey. Um, and I think it fills in for me all the things that explain what happens in the universe, right? It, it, in this cycle that we are to leave like our our home, we're to face these challenges and that could be figurative or literal leaving. You face your dragons, um, but you find teachers and then you're supposed to like bring back the thing. I think if we look at it that way, that gives me grace. When I know that I'm in the valley of darkness and I'm facing the dragon and maybe I lost my sword, but I remember that, you know, or I'm in the swamp because, you know, I have my Star Wars lovers in our family. I'm in the swamp and Yoda's telling me I can do it. And I'm, you know, choosing the, I'm, I'm feeling the force and I'm making sure it's like the good power. Um, on the other side of it is yourself and, and this other version of yourself. And so giving yourself grace, because we're all in one of those stages. Our kids are in those stages. Other people are in those stages. And for me, um, similar to what Athena was saying, when I can look around and recognize it, and I can kind of offer a word of, oh, you're here. And not as a know-it-all, like we're not on here, like we know it all, or we figured it all out. Because let me tell you, there's many days, I don't want to go into the swamp. I don't want to get out of my bed. I'm not listening to Yoda or any of the teachers of the past. And all I feel like is an overwhelmed mom who wants to like rip her hair out, do a little yelling, freak everybody out. And then, you know, come back to zero and start all over again. Um, it helps to give that word that there is this blueprint. We see it through models in our faith. We see it through the people right next to us going through it. There are different phases, but I could, I really, really value the bringing back those lessons, the, the having something to share from your journey and that we all have something of what we were before. We have something of what we're doing in our families, what we're sharing with our children. Like I'm in this interesting phase with friends and kids that are around the age of my youngest that I see so much of who my friends are in their kids. And it's just so interesting that that's like, and if you have that grace with yourself, that kind of just happens naturally. Cause we just, we do give who we are down, you know, down to our children in that way. So I would say it's doable. Check that self-talk um, because there, there's definitely there's sounding boards of people who want to listen and there's things that you can pass on to help offer grace to others as well. Yeah. And uh, kind of along the same line, I think what I realized on this journey of parenting is that, you know, grace, yes, others can show it to you, but it's actually a well, a deep well within yourself that you just need to activate. And so, you know, me and memes are always, you know, voicing that self-reflection time, that quiet time, that me time. And it is not selfish. It's to empower you because when you actually tap into that and you reflect, 
you begin to see all these things that if you just continue going, you'll miss. And it's those things that you end up desiring to pass on to your children. It's like, oh, wow, when I sat here, I heard this, or this popped off the page, or this started making sense, or I realized why I flipped out <laughs> and started screaming because when I feel not heard, you know. Um, and I would say for, you know, people that are very performance-based, grace could be a hard thing because grace is not tied to your performance. It's not tied to the end result. It's actually something bigger than that. It's more about love and realizing that the reason you push yourself so hard is because you love your kids so much. You love those children so much that you want to give them the best you. But it's hard sometimes to find the best you when you have to juggle career and home life and sport life. And if you have multiple children, you feel like you're managing multiple lives, not just your own, because you know, oftentimes I feel, and I hear myself say this, and this is when I know that I have put down grace and I'm not holding on to it, is when I start saying this to out loud and sometimes to myself, why am I living five other people's lives? <laughs> why do I care about soccer more than the soccer player? And you start seeing those seeds of bitterness come up and you're like, hold on. Let's step back. What's making me feel that way? Why have I put down the grease? Let me pick it up again. Because of course, my eight-year-old doesn't have the vision. He might, I might be able to see that he's going to be a professional athlete, but he still can't see it because he's in the forest, right? But I'm standing outside and I was the athlete in the forest, not seeing it at his time and needed that coach, needed my mom to make sure I had the right basketball sneakers <laughs> and the ball in the car, even though I knew I had a game, you know? And so it's like stepping back and realizing, taking deep breaths and realizing that you have it all stored up within you if you would just take the time to sit and activate it. And offer, and offer it to yourself, offer it to yourself, because it's not, it isn't, you know, something I heard recently, it's not a lowering the bar. Having grace is no. not a giving up on the goal. It's just enjoying the process. It, it, it's not getting so fixated on what the goal is that you are bitter, that you're resentful, that you're frustrated while you're approaching it. And that you're so consumed with an end result, which honestly, remember that lasts for a moment. You're so much more in the work than in the goal. Um, and if you want to kind of savor the work and, you know, what takes the sacrifice and commitment, it's by having that grace with yourself and offering that as an example to others that I yeah. think will help you get through. So there's this trajectory of grace that I often have in my mind, and it's this line, it's this bar and the beginning of it, it's like, okay, grace saves me. Grace pulls me out of the hole that I've created, whether that's self-pity, negative talk, bitterness, <laughs> like the pit feeling, you know, grace is that bar that pulls me out. And then I see grace as the thing that sustains me. Well, that sustaining is what Mimi was talking about is the process, right? And that's painful. Like if you are actually working on something and it's working on you at the same time, it's changing you and sculpting you and, you know, 
chipping away at you, those are not comfortable feelings. So we're not saying Grace is that graceful ballerina and she makes every move and every pirouette look so easy. Well, girlfriend, she did a lot of self-control with the eating and a lot of exercise and stretching that was painful. And she wasn't born just able to grab her ankle and bring it up to her ear. And devoted so. <laughs> hours and hours to that final product that lasted a week of performances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's that sanctification process that in the fire, there's grace. And then the end of the bar is that glorification, that end point where you're like, oh, I made it. Um, and I think that's often the exciting part for me is the in the middle, seeing how much I have to chip away. I'm like, how is there still stuff to chip away at here? And different, <laughs> different stuff, it. right? Sometimes we're starting at zero with the stuff. Sometimes we're just revisiting a very familiar yeah. issue or concern <laughs> or flaw. <laughs> or we're at, we're, um, we're activated by the same thing and it shows up in different people or at different times and you're just like why is that little monster still showing up in my life uh, i gotta confess i am often the repeat offender and retaking the same test i'm like i thought i passed this but i guess not <laughs> you're going for extra points <laughs> So, Torn Tribe, we would love to hear how grace is impacting you, where you're seeing it in your life. Because I will say that for me, I see it all over. I, I see it in myself. I see it in my God and how much he pours out. Like, he does not get tired of helping me out, out of that pit and sustaining me. And I see it in my husband. I see it in my children. I see it in my sister often, and it's just a beautiful thing when you start seeing people and how much grace they're extending you. And I see it in my niece, like every time she's like, well, I guess we'll FaceTime later because <laughs> life is just crazy. <laughs> or like not being able to travel, you know, like it's showing up in many places and oftentimes people will surprise you because I got to say my company has shocked me with how much grace they're showing us with these crazy, unpredictable times. Um, so Torinjar, we would love to hear where you're seeing it, where you're choosing it, and even the times when you're not and what that looks like in your life when that shows up. Because um, we're here for you continually. And this is definitely grace. a time to give yourself grace. So now Torinjar, we're gonna move on to the mend one of our favorite segments of the show, which just, we just share what's getting us through the week. Um, my mend, and I'm pretty sure, this is maybe only his second shout out on the podcast, but it's my partner, Omar. We have been doing- <laughs> <laughs> No, definitely, and this is why I'm sure he's just like, mm, interesting. Am, am I missing the episodes where I get shouted out and appreciated? Um, but I would say it's it's our hard reset for heading towards the beginning of the school year. So we use like my summer schedule to make, and he's so much better at like, this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to just repeat the play. It works. We'll tweak things that don't work. And that's 
you know, Torn Tribe, that's not me. And Athlete so winds up. know <laughs> that on the planet, I'm awake at 5, 5.30 in the morning and like functioning throughout my whole day without taking any, rolling any heads. No heads have rolled. Um, but it's it's his patience and it's his kindness and that he, he just focuses on what needs to happen um, with his own grace and his own... Um, charm and he he makes it a fun process um i i will note sophie and he are still chattier than i could ever hope for in the morning but i try to leave them on one end and i stay on the other and i make my quick appearance before we're exiting <laughs> because that's the way they like to roll and i think that that's what i found that if i find my rhythm of how i like to roll in the morning and we're supportive of each other we do the setups the weekend before we we try to squash whatever issues we can before and then we just focus on we've been focusing on accountability on bedtime and just balance and that's felt really good to many. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's exciting. Um, mine, not along the same rhythm at all, but I got to share it because it just sparked a part of me that I feel like has been dead for so long. Um, meeting Pearl who was, it's a puppy Bichon. <laughs> so my sister-in-law oh. sister did the crazy thing and became a dog lady. So she has two dogs now. Uh, I never grew up with two dogs in the household. Neither There's did she. No so we were all a little skeptical about how that was going to work, whether or not Roxy was going to like embrace Pearl or not. But I'm okay. Like I'm okay with Roxy not embracing Pearl so I could get Pearl. Um, just so you guys know, I almost stole her. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. Like she looks nothing like our Pomeranian Fifi, but it hit the same part of my soul, just grabbing her, just holding her. And she just bonded with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I would ever fall in love with a dog again. Because <laughs> Lucy, my palm, who I had for 20 somewhat years, <laughs> was super hard. Um, and my boys are always asking for a dog. And I'm like, no, because I don't want to go through like getting attached to a dog again and then having to lose them again. It's just like so sad. And you're setting yourself up for like a broken heart. But I met Pearl this past weekend and there was no, I, it caught me off guard because I thought I would go in and be like, oh, another dog, it's a Bichon, whatever, <laughs> you know. But she was too darn cute. <laughs> I couldn't resist. She got me with her puppy love. So much so that I even bathed her. And spend time. Well, it's their spirit. It's their spirit. That's so interesting. We're sharing that kind of dog desire um, here because I was asking, like, when we get a dog, are we just going to have a name we have in mind, or, or you know, what's going to influence how we name the dog? You know, we're we're feeling the same needing. Yeah. I, I don't know if I will actually run out and get a dog or just kidnap this dog because I don't know if another dog will spark the same thing. You know, so. It's just, it was just really nice to meet her and that 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 mended me that I could love another a little another bow wow again and that it's not a fork and me done. It just takes the right spirit. 
the right spirit. Yeah. You find that little mutt with the right spirit. It's and almost that, like that with kids. Too bad we can't just like well, go just ride. Wait, 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 wait. Slow the roll there. I got four. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, there's no spark and I have it. I stay away from him. Eight year old, so I just stay away. <laughs> don't, don't try to convince me again. But no, and I think the other part that like really opened that door is that um, Roxy, the older Bichon, like they're actually sisters, Roxy mm -hmm. and Pearl. Um, they have the same mom and dad, and they're actually full blood sisters. And just watching them play reminded me of memes and myself because. Roxy would go lay under the shade somewhere. And My Pearl just couldn't leave. Not her wanting anything to do with Pearl. And Pearl comes <laughs> bouncing and starts biting her juggler, juggler, biting her arms. And Roxy gets up and leaves and goes, finds another spot to lay. And give it a second or two. Pearl's like, <laughs> right behind Roxy, on top of Roxy, underneath Roxy, and just her joy. But you actually see like the older sibling, the younger sibling dynamic among them. I was like, Pearl, I get you. You just want to be played with. But the other one is too old to want to play. <laughs> and I spent too long being the only child or the only dog that she's like, why are you here? Why do they need you? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? Why is my universe totally shifted? <laughs> it's filled with all this energy. Um, so yes, that, that was my men. Pearl was my men. That amazing little fluff ball of a Bichon. She looks like a cotton ball. <laughs> we know where they're going to come from, our men's, and what we need, right? Like unexpected men's are the best. Yes. So Torin Tribe, submit to us what's mending you these days and meme tell our folks how to stay connected. We are at Torin MLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we would love for you to send us an email to TorinMLB at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. Thank